thousand men all dead in one day They would not renounce their heathen ways Thirty years of campaigning consumed To subject those pagans to Christian rule So build a better one than ever has been seen An empire made great by deeds of great kings I shed blood of Saxon men I shed the blood of the Saxon men I shed the blood of the Saxon men I shed the blood of the Saxon men I shed it at Burnham I shed the blood of the Saxon men I shed the blood of all those Saxon men I shed blood of Saxon men I shed the blood of the Saxon men the blood of the Saxon God bless. Um, didn't we decide that was kind of the only track worth listening to off that album? <laughs> We've listened to that whole album like three or four times, haven't uh, we? Two yeah. or three? Um, I mean, I feel like everybody, out to all our billions, you should all check out Charlemagne. The What is it? The Reign of King Charlemagne by Christopher Lee. It was the last thing he did before he died, I think. No, he released a Christmas album, too. And then... uh, He did? Yeah, he's got a Christmas album, like a heavy metal Christmas album, and and the Charlemagne Broadway musical. (laughs) Uh, Everybody should should go check that out if you don't know what, what we're talking about. But also, maybe just listen to The Bloody Verdict of Verdon. Because that's really the only track on that thing entirely worth listening to. Uh-huh. Um, Sean, Sean distracted at the moment, releasing the long-awaited Vane's World. <laughs> long-awaited by nobody but me. Everybody check out. What's, give it a, give it a shout-out. I'm currently following every single artist in the Bronx uh-huh. on SoundCloud. Sure. Um, which is mindless enough. I'm just going to not think about it and just start spam following everybody. So you said you had something vague that you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, Concerning DJ Moreno app? No. No. <laughs> But Frosty Junior too. Lot of, lot of questions concerning him. Um, no, I was thinking. I was thinking a bit more broadly because I had a I had a thought today as to why I've been wanting to record all of these, uh, like Juilliard related talks. Um, and I think the reason is is that nobody. There were no, like, resources 
that would have given me any... Like, I was listening to podcasts at, like, 16, 17. Like, I was listening to, like, stuff and trying to find out stuff about music and trying to find out stuff about, like, conservatories and trying to find out stuff about classical music. And, like, there was nothing that, like, really helped to, like, prepare me or give me any sense of, like, what I was kind of going into. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, you said you said that, like, I your mean, teacher... Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Rockmaker was, like, uh, give me a good warning. Yeah, so I had warnings. I had just, like, vague kind of warnings that didn't really make sense. You know what I'm talking about? Like, people really liked to do that to me for some reason. They like, like to oh, come up... Oh, be careful. Yeah, they are like, oh, it's a competitive place. You better be ready. Or, like, oh, I knew my friend's daughters something went to juilliard and they said it was tough and i was just like okay um so i got a lot of just like vague warnings but also just like equally as many like congratulations and that's so excitings and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but like there was almost nothing on the internet about just like what it was kind of like there like, I would Google, I would Google, like, going to Juilliard, or, like, got into Juilliard, or blah, 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 blah. And, like, the most I ever found was somebody talking about, like, what their audition was like. And that they, like, didn't wind up getting in, or something. Or, like, yeah, I went to this room and auditioned. There were, like, blogs for, like, help help figure out how to get into Juilliard. And, like, people talking about their experiences auditioning and what they would and wouldn't do. Right. But, like... Like, nothing about it. As, yeah. like from the inside. Yeah, everybody nobody, seems like, to be really positive. Yeah, no, surrounding like, it, and then weird ominous shit. It's <laughs> like it's a weird mix. I know. Or like, uh, I remember, I remember looking up like Juilliard had like a had like a newsletter or something, and I would like read it, and it would be like stories and posts from the students just talking about like how great everything was and how like perfect everything was, mm-hmm. and um. It just really, like, I really wish there had been something more, like, concrete to, like, to, like, look at and kind of take to heart, like, what it meant. Because, like, a vague warning from somebody you don't really know or, like, a teacher who kind of knew some people. Like, did Rockmaker go to, go to Juilliard? No. He went to, uh... He went to Manhattan School of Music and Mm -hmm. New England Conservatory. Right. So he, like, knew the general vibe. Like, he knew. Yeah. So he knew, like, what you were kind of getting into. I mean, it can't be that different. Right. (laughs) Um, Except for that, like, Juilliard, because it thinks it's cream of the crop, is, like, the worst example of all of them. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just... Shout out to Pop Dollars. <laughs> what? Oh, you're looking up people in the Bronx. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is what I was thinking. I was thinking about that and thinking about, like, uh, that I really wished there had been, if I had, like, searched going to Juilliard or something, that something might have come up, like a talk or, like, some kind of person really getting in depth about what it was like and, like, what classes were like and what their lessons were like and what teachers were like. That would have been really cool. Um... <laughs> this guy's Mr. He's got a lot of damn records. Oh. <laughs> it's good. 
it would have been cool to have something like that. But then I was thinking too, say that like there was a version of you and me doing this right now that was around six, seven years ago or whatever. And you found them before you went to Juilliard and you listened and they hated it. And they told you like what a piece of trash and what a bad experience it all was. Would you have listened, do you think? I feel like... I don't know. Like, yes and no, I think. Because nobody wants... You, you wouldn't want to be told that. I wouldn't have wanted to be told that. Yeah. You, like, even though I say I would have... I wish somebody did now, it would have been hard to accept yeah. that some to hear it from somebody. But I'm sure that, like, in the long run, I would have appreciated somebody being honest. Oh, shit. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. I'm going to message him personally. So I was thinking that too. Like, I don't think I would have, I don't think I would have taken any of it to heart. Like if somebody really like sat down and kind of talked every detail of Juilliard out and kind of told me their whole story. Like I might've listened to the whole thing, but I probably wouldn't have like, I probably at the end of the day would have just been like, well, that's their experience. Right. And like, their experience is going to be different from, from mine, blah, 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 blah. I'll probably still go. Um, because at like the end of the day, I don't, I don't, just like everybody who told me, gave me like a vague warning or something like that. I don't really, I don't really know them. Like it was kind of just people that want to like give you unsolicited advice about Juilliard. Like when you talk about Juilliard and some musician walks by, they've got like a whole piece of their own baggage to unload on you. Sure. Or at least that's what like my experience was. Like random teachers would just be like, oh, going to Juilliard, huh? Blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't get your head up your ass. <laughs> but, um, you know what I think would have been fucking cooler? What? Is if, like... ATM records, ass to mouth. I found some kind of recording of some people talking about this, or writing about it, or whatever. This is just, like, the medium that we're choosing to do this in. Or that I'm forcing everybody to do this in. Um, but I think, like, a lot of other information surrounding it um, would make it, like, a lot more trustworthy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, if you, um, I don't know, I think that was the problem with people trying to tell me shit about Juilliard, was that it was just them, like, standing there telling me that for some reason. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think we might be in, like, a cool position to, um, to talk about it and to like potentially like inform some people because not only did we go through it, but we've got like a huge ass like chunk of shit that we're doing since then. <laughs> and you like, do? yeah, like we've got a ton of music and we're like slowly starting to release it. And I've got like 40 hours here of just like us talking. Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody wanted to listen to all our 40 hours of garbage, they'd have a pretty good sense of like who we are. That's, that's like not fair. a, not a great sense or whatever, <laughs> but like more than like I had from the random teacher who decided to give me some like advice or yeah. something. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
if we can be that that voice that's cool i i don't see how we're not just more people just telling them i mean <laughs> okay, I'll stop, to, I'll stop stop touching the mic i guess the mic um <laughs> <laughs> just cradling the mic um Right. So we're not like to just somebody who's like to one of our billions, <laughs> to one of our many beloved billions <laughs> who listens to this. We're just like we're just whatever. Yeah. This is this is how I'm imagining this. This is what I was thinking about today was like, why am why do I feel so like gung ho about doing this? Because I don't know. I don't sense a lot of like interest from anybody else. I don't sense a lot of like interest or at least you're not like quite as like gung ho about trying to get all this recorded as I am. Um, and I was trying to figure out why. And I think it's cause I do have some kind of hope that if somebody's like genuinely curious and is like thinking about making a decision about going to like Juilliard or something, yeah, they could find it and listen to it and not only listen to it, but like listen to all the other stuff we're doing and decide if that's like, <laughs> something they like right that's very like true something like a path that they want to go down yeah you know i should have worn my sunday's best <laughs> on these recordings then. no uh-huh. but that's that's a very nice way of looking at it that would be cool i mean sure what would yeah so like instead of just relating our own personal stories i feel like now it might be time to relay like some basic information about juilliard that you don't learn from from not going there (laughs) which is no Um, yeah i wanted to i wanted to start getting into some stuff with this rule number one (laughs) never talk to police (laughs) (laughs) number two don't talk about fight club (laughs) oh my god uh only listen to the police rule (laughs) Don't listen to firemen. Don't listen to sting. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't know. So I was just, I was feeling, I was feeling, I was imagining like where I was at. Because I was genuinely pretty curious as to what the fuck Juilliard was going to be like before I got in there. And I could not find much. I was pretty fucking in the dark about like what it was all about to be. Can I have a sip of your water? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's rule five. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Um, but I think that also that it's not just, yeah, it's not just that this is out there. It's that, like, us as people is out there. I think that's an important we thing, matter. too. No, we don't. But we can, uh, we can, we can, we can, we can just deposit ourselves <laughs> into the, into the ether. And then if Hell people yeah. are curious as to what we're thinking uh they can they can make decisions for themselves as to where where they want to go like if you're like if you're like a a little a little kid who's been like playing in piano competitions all your life and you're like hell bent on playing at carnegie hall and you like have learned every list sonata and every chopin etude and then you hear this you're trying to decide to go to juilliard and you hear this you're gonna be like oh shit (laughs) like i don't want to go this direction I don't know. Uh, I mean, like, people who are set on that path are already set on that path. Like, right. Hearing one little thing, it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, no, they, they'd saying... have to commit. They'd have to want to know what we say because it takes us a while. Um, okay. So, 
this is not to say we're role models. Because <laughs> um, I feel like we're the opposite of that. We are real models. So. <laughs> we are we, real life. Parole models. Parole. <laughs> we're, par- we're life without parole models. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. So I've got a first, a first like kind of general question. Because this is something that I get asked a lot. Shoot, damn it. Um, people talk to me about, like, people want to know what Juilliard was like sometimes when I say I went to Juilliard. And I tell them I didn't like it. And then I have to go into, like, this whole spiel about what it was I didn't like, blah, 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 blah. And people automatically kind of assume that I just, like, don't like classical music anymore. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is, like, a... Uh, uh, yeah, it's not quite right. It's not quite right. Like, I fucking teach it. Yeah. Like, it's not that I don't like it. Like, but it's... I... Trying to keep this on Juilliard, like... I feel like I saw the world that surrounded the music that I liked and realized that, like, that felt toxic to be in. Yeah, for a number of ways. Um, I teach at like a music farm place, like in Queens, for those billions out there. Shout out um, to Queens! Shout out to Queens! And it's pretty. I mean, it's it's just a relief to not be at such a concentrated level of the culture, as well. And like, like Queens is not as concentrated, right? Like people are still, people are like still mainly not aspiring to be the best and (laughs) like, like are just either being, there's actually a kind of comfort in just kids being made to play like, but not very seriously. Just like, just like they don't have any, they don't put any stress on themselves because of it. Like, cause they don't even want to be there and they're like vocal about it. I don't know. Like, just normal-ass music lesson shit that I remembered going to. Yeah. Like, um... So... And, and so, like, but every, you know, and I don't have a lot of older students that I can talk about this with, but, like, it, it is, like, you know, you I could work somewhere else, and I feel like I don't, and I feel like... I'm always trying to get my students to tell me what they want to play and like have moved really away from making them all do like the standard classical rep, you know, um, and into more like teaching them trying to how to play by ear mm-hmm. and stuff like that and pl- picking out the songs that they like and that they want to learn. And like, it's weird because I feel like kind of conflicted about like what with them asking if I still like classical music or if I'm like I or I more just like ask myself like am I am I done with it like has the has has it finally flushed itself out of my system enough to where I feel like it's just as valid to teach other things that's what I would like to think you know that it's just like no longer the only thing in my brain that I use right. as my reference point to music or like how people experience it or how it should be taught. 
Um, I might even just offer the suggestion. Um, people, yeah, people ask me like, "Do you like classical music? Why do you hate classical music? Why do you hate Juilliard? Do you hate like classical music now?" Blah 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 blah. I I wouldn't wouldn't stand firmly by this point, but I I might try to defend the thought that. I liked classical music like a little bit too much. <laughs> and that might have been like why Juilliard didn't work for me. Like that I, cause what, how I feel Juilliard kind of went down in my book was that I went in there like really, really kind of dedicated to just like the music shit. Like one of the first things I told my teacher when I got there was like, I didn't want to fuck with like all this extra shit. Like I didn't want to be like performing. I didn't want to be doing like competitions. I didn't want to be like, I didn't have these like goals of like making money off of classical music. Like I just liked it and wanted to learn how to like play it better and think about it better. Can you remember that time? Like I, I remember feeling a similar way. Yeah. And now it's all fucked up. But, yeah. the, but, there, but there was a time. There, was, there a, was a time. And I think that's also one of the reasons why we started hanging out. Yeah. Is because, like, we saw that in each other or whatever. Yeah. No, we both. Because it was rare at school to not to not be committed to the to, like, the horse and pony show as much as the fucking... Like the business of it, yeah. Or like like the whatever everybody was it, obsessed with, the non-musical part of it, or just the social. Like the, what I just think of is like the social world of it, the like, social world of it, or like the um the other type of person that I felt like it was at Juilliard who was just like purely in it for the athletics oof, of like playing. A scary sight indeed. Like just like ten hours in the practice room a day, like massive viola hickey on their on their neck, just like all they could do was like worry about their Bach and tell you about how worried they were about their Bach. Shout out to kids that are living with like legitimate low key issues because of classical music music. right now. We We love you. We love you and we've been (laughs) there and, and it doesn't have to be like that. We, we I'm not even kidding. Come over to my side. That was one of the first things. That was one of the first things we were like talking about that got me started on this podcast idea was that I feel like we could really recruit a large number of classical musicians to our cause by just telling them that it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Have a fucking goodwill hunting moment. Yeah. Just be like, it's not your fault. (laughs) It's not your fault. Um, yeah, so we kind of we bonded over the fact that we just liked classical music and what too much. Too also, much. Uh, it's fair to say I think so. Like because it was also fueled by other people because we were good at it. That classical music was for us. I think also, and it plays yeah. into your identity when like you go to like a top notch school for it and like m- made your parents proud or your school or whatever the fuck Dude, yeah. you know and it's like you go there and you feel like seriously inclined to learn more because it's like the only thing <laughs> that like you are doing you're um, doing no i just kind of <laughs> quit my job there i was working there as an accompanist for the last couple of years and kind of didn't really officially quit but i haven't been back there for like five months six months now and uh I feel like I've like left a cult. 
like <laughs> I, I'm 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 just like one wandering around New York City, like wondering where this like dark cloud that used to kind of be around me was. Um, anyways, so yeah, liked classical music probably too much. Um, like many of you billions, maybe probably, probably not, not many, <laughs> probably not many, but there are those. And and this is for no one if not for those who would perhaps go wanting to know about about Juilliard. <laughs> um, well put. Uh, <laughs> word. So oh. okay, can I can I throw another thing out there? Let's talk about let's talk about what started to happen because we got it got sad last episode just remembering all like the shitty people and all the like horrifying like sad memories and all of like the upsetting things that were at juilliard that were like not what we were imagining hell yeah but like my like third and fourth year there um shit started to get clearer and one of the things that like i've remembered like the most clearly is Almost every teacher I think I had there that had something to tell me kind of about music and stuff at least once in a semester in their class asked me the question, like, not me, but, like, the class at large, like, what are you going to do to, like, revitalize music? Like, what is the new thing you're going oh to add God. that's going All to, like, that was like the police save thing. classical music? Saving it. We have to save it. Or we have to revitalize it. We are the future. We have to repackage it. They would show statistics about, like, concert audiences getting older and no new people showing up. They would show, like... Can I break that down really quick? Wait, another thing was, was while I was at Juilliard, both the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra and the Minnesota Orchestra, Minnesota's two major concert orchestras, went on strike for, like, a year or two each. Yeah. That was, like, big news, because those are two major fucking orchestras in the U.S. that both just, like, quit while I was out there. So there was a lot of talk about, like, oh, the orchestras are falling apart and not getting paid and going on strike. Okay, break it down. What? I just want to... uh I may not get another chance mm-hmm. on this podcast to say this, but like, let it be known that all of this should fucking die. <laughs> like it not, and not because it's bad or, but because it needs to, if, if there, if it needs to, if it's going to ever be truly relevant again, ever, ever, ever again. Wait, can I pause you just for yes. a second? Okay. So, this is going to tie into like my revelation was I got asked this question. I'm sure you did too, like over and over and over again. How are you going to save it? How are you going to revitalize it? What are you going to do that's new? How are you going to like, look at these people. They like play with like two pianos stacked up on an iceberg (laughs) and they like sink into the ocean and they save polar bears while they play. That's new. That's cool. Or like, look at this kid. He's playing nervousness. He's playing a viola on, on the mountain and he's recording with, with Bono. (laughs) He's he's saving classical music music look at this Um, woodwind quintet that's going to ghana to fucking teach them about the beauties of samuel barber's summer night music or whatever let me pull pull some wool out that took me three no four i'd say four years to fully realize is that question of what are we going to do to save classical music more aptly more succinctly and truthfully stated is what are we all going to do what are you new students here going to do to save all of our jobs in classical music? 
Mm-hmm. That's because this is something that I noticed is that classical music. It's, it's really not going anywhere. Like Hasn't it's been, been. stuck. <laughs> it's been here for forever. Shout uh, out New York Philharmonic. Shout out Toscanini. Shout out donor class fucking taking over because as soon as anybody could listen to anything else people stopped listening to classical music <laughs> as soon as the radio came in it was a it was a sl- it was a good fight for the whole institution of classical music they managed to pull out some some rub out some last minute greats for but sure it's not but where where is what is the purpose of this institution if it's all just static and not even a platform for people that actually give a shit anymore? Like when it's just a platform for athleticism and like tied into an upper part of the society, especially New York City, where like it's just a money symbol. It's just a money symbol. Class. Classical. Classical. <laughs> no, serious. No, like, that's like, true. Fucking. And and all these people that want to save it, man, like, I'm sorry that you you decided to be a fucking, like, like that you decided to sink your life's meaning into <laughs> teaching at the top fucking institution and that, that, that that's not going anywhere because your institution is backwards when it comes to, like, most things. Right. Like, so like is- so fucking change your institution. What the fuck are we going to do? I'm going to, like, leave. <laughs> Because this shit is horrible. Like, because there is no, like, the at the very top, like, where we were, like, as far as, like, it's at Lincoln Center and it, like, we saw a lot of the big acts and performances and, like, all, like, all the buzz that could, the most excited people can ever get about classical music. Like, yeah, the we peak of there. it. We were there. And it was scarily. Like, scary and underwhelming and, like creepy and fucked and the music was good <laughs> like and we knew that going in um yeah okay but, okay okay so wait like bach yeah this is what i always try to like explain is that like bach isn't going anywhere he doesn't need me <laughs> he doesn't need you either he doesn't need you practicing his yeah, shit nobody... for 10 hours a day until you fucking like overdose on xanax trying to chill out after your lesson, lesson. Bach like, is every every single piece that Bach ever wrote that is known is available for free on IMSLP yes it's also published by about a fucking 10,000 <laughs> different companies in music books uh-huh it's also been recorded about a fucking million times by a ton of different people who d- did it great ever all of them did a bang up job so the thing is <laughs> like, that Bach <laughs> Bach isn't going anywhere. So when people talk about how he's saving classical music, Bach doesn't need saving. Bach's there. Bach's not going anywhere. Bach's still going to be available to anyone who ever wants it at any time forever. People will make sure that he, he's not forgotten. Like, if it comes down to it, yeah, like, I'll make sure but he's not forgotten if like oh, people yeah. like if people <laughs> if they start burning books <laughs> they start like burning Bach books like yeah I'm, I'm back and i'll be back don't worry like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna I'll let save it, it. <laughs> yeah i'll save it in a burning building like if it's like but but like chill 
But yeah, Chill this is it. the thing. This Why is do we thing. all need to compete with the same pieces? Like as if playing music and trying to make money at the same time isn't stressful enough. Word. Like why why does it which is like not a bad thing to want to do, you know? Like I try to make money doing music and like that's fucking ho- like awful. <laughs> it's a horrible experience to like be in the job market and shit. And on top of that, like all of your competing material is like what like what unique aspect can you possibly bring to these pieces anymore, dude? Like especially since like like what are you going to do? Like change the world by taking like a certain part at a slightly slower tempo. Okay, and this is like a like, thing that like I feel like we should at least like cover briefly before we launch into railing against it is that at like a music conservatory like Juilliard or one of these places um everybody is playing about the same like two percent of music over and over and it's insane like okay so to somebody who's not familiar with classical music it probably all is totally different and like doesn't matter Rightly so. Um, but Beethoven, as like a composer, wrote like X amount of works. But what's fucking weird is that that's all anybody plays. Like there's there's literally like, what is it, 500 is years like a- of written music maybe that we could all be playing. And we play like 2% of it over and over and over again. Yeah. This is the industry that we need to save is the one that has just been playing the same, same thing. Two, yeah. I mean like that it that percentage is accurate too, man. It's like an absurd and like people have to choose their musical identity based on this catalog of 2% of music. Yeah. And that's so stressful because in it's also all a competition. Uh-huh. Like you have you have to be that point zero 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 one percent better at this one piece <laughs> than fifteen other kids to be recognized. Yeah, no, and I'm- like like what a shit deal! <laughs> like 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 what a shit deal! Like who? Why would you ever work that hard for that for that moment? Unless like. I mean, like, there's, if you need that to feel like you're good at something, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, because you're already rule at whatever instrument. Like, going back to all the recordings, the thing is, it's not just like there are recordings. Like, there are phenomenal recordings of all of this music. Mm -hmm. Almost all of it. And, like, there are a few gaps, which it would be cool to fill, because we can, right? Like, Mm -hmm. odd humperdink shit. Or some fucking Nepamunk, Nepamunk Hummel. Shout out to all my Humperdink. Um, fucking who else? You know, like Thomas Arne. Word. All those so obscure like, fucks. Like yeah, Juilliard for reference. Cool- like once a year in that no, like three times a year, Juilliard would have like a piano competition sponsored by Juilliard. Sponsored by Nike. Where everybody would that Juilliard would pick a piece, a famous, famous piece that's been played a million times. A gajillion times. And they would have every student at Juilliard learn the same piece. Shut up. They would have every student at Juilliard learn the same piece 
that's already been played way better than any of them could probably ever play. And they all have to play it and then get judged on who plays it the best. And we're talking about, like, competitions judged on, like, who, like, had, like, the least out-of-tune, like, high F-sharp in measure 278 in, like... Like it's when will you let this music go? <laughs> like like when like how much more do you have to juice out of it? How much more money do you have to juice out of it? I mean, I feel like that's the real fucking question. Like Right, because it is And we're it. seeing it dwindle. How do we save like yeah, the question is how do we save our jobs? And how do we save yeah. the like the music And they pin it in that this makes way. us money. They but, don't say that. No, they frame it in this way that's like, how do we save, like... People are Bach. suddenly stopped, have stopped listening. They've stopped caring about our shit, our 2% music. It's like, yeah, no, it's like, we we need to... You like Bach, don't you? And I'm sitting there at, like, 18 being like, yeah, I mm-hmm. like Bach. <laughs> like, They're trying to take it away from you. <laughs> yeah, They're trying to take it away from all of us. It's framed in this scary way <laughs> that is like music's going somewhere. But really what's going somewhere is the fact that like the music, like classical music industry hasn't changed in like, like going Can to we a, talk about this, please? Yeah, okay. Can so we like, please wait? I, I need to go. I need to go get my nigger right now. <laughs> Take a break. just telling leo this is my favorite thing to talk about favorite as he well knows because we talk about this shit all the time and that is like when being asked to save classical music so many times you begin to fucking wonder like what is wrong with classical music Mm -hmm. and it's a kind of subjective question i think what is wrong with classical music there's like the money perspective. Why doesn't classical music bring in money in America like right. anymore or slightly ever perhaps? <laughs> um there's fucking the like ethical question of like what is like what is it that's making less people like it? Like is there some there's like you can reflect on that, I feel like a bit and think about like okay, well like what is wrong with like how classical music presents itself like its image or something like that right? right or like what it supposedly stands for who it works for right yeah you can you can go a million different ways with what is wrong with classical music but like i believe at the end of the day it's it's like one of those situations where like the institution feels too big to fail just like with like the fucking housing market crash. You remember? Mm-hmm. Banks being too big to fail? Yeah. Like I can't believe that there's the like the rate at the anxious rate at which they're pumping out like Rigoletto every year and fucking Rigoletto, like, a famous opera. Yeah. For those uninformed. Fuck it. To Don't be informed billions. Yeah. If you, they've played it thousands of times, if you've missed it by now, you, like you're good for you. <laughs> like, um, 
or like fucking. Whew, I got to get my head straight really quick. So. Just get Daddy's yes. blood pressure up. They play. All right. So this is another thing I like to talk about, too. Um, there is almost nothing about like how people lived as a culture from like the 19th century that is still ha- that hasn't been like completely revamped by right. 2017 except <laughs> a orchestra concert like going to hear a classical specifically a classical music concert has pretty much stayed the exact same way since about 1860 50 mm-hmm. something like that like you go you, go you all stand quiet. or sit and stare at a stage don't clap in between movements well that changes big topic of debate at juilliard god damn it i hated whenever anybody brought that shit up let's never talk about that again okay so they've like they took candles out and put like actual lights in that Mm -hmm. was something they got like comfier chairs made it easier to fall asleep still really uncomfortable they increased the seating size probably they increased the size of the orchestra but as a whole, just like going, sitting, shutting up and listening and probably falling asleep and clapping really hasn't ever changed. And that's kind of like ridiculous when you think about it, because like everything else has yeah. <laughs> like there's not like a single form of like entertainment that has stayed as similar throughout like almost like 200 years at this point um as classical music has maybe like ballet or something like that which seems just as equally fucked up uh as as classical music yeah fuck that yeah um but it's fucking weird and when people are talking about like why does nobody like this shit anymore like it's because it's 20 fucking 17 yeah like who would like this? Yeah. Like, I don't like leaving my house. I don't like, I was talking to EJ, special special guest EJ, a couple nights ago, who worked at the New York Philharmonic Archive. And he worked there, he's worked there for like six, seven years now. He said he went to three New York Philharmonic concerts when he first got there. They gave him free tickets and he went to his first ever three concerts like in his first like month or two there and he said the coolest i asked him like what his impressions were he's never heard classical music before or anything and he was just like the first one was cool second one was okay third one was and then he was just like it was just a lot of effort you know <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> like you have to leave your house you have to go to this creepy place where everybody is like trying to front like it's some big deal and then you just kind of watch everybody in the audience either fall asleep or maybe die because they're so goddamn old and it's just uncomfortable like it's not a fun thing to do it's not like you're sitting there you're trying to like in fact, it's stressful and anxiety provoking <laughs> for even the audience members, as I've, if the performers aren't already tense and anxious. I go to a classical music concert. I haven't been to one in like over a year now, I think, uh, because I go there and I just sit and I worry. Like, 
people in the audience get mad about people coughing. They get mad if you make any noise. They get mm -hmm. mad if you look around. They get mad if you flip through a program. They get mad if you like show up in your jeans. You get weird looks. They get mad if you like. Yeah, it's just this whole culture of people who are mad <laughs> and like sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they all have something to glare about. Uh -huh. um, so when people are like, why is this institution not getting saved? And why is its budget getting cut? And why is it not getting enough like tickets sold? It's just like... Because it sucks to it, be at. It's not fun. It's not fun. And like the arts have to entertain. <laughs> and like, like fucking... They don't. Especially <laughs> if you're just going to hear like... Beethoven like you can literally just like punch that in on YouTube and listen on your yeah. headphones and you can see it and hear it better probably way better <laughs> and enjoy it without all the and stress not spend like that's another fucking talking point money how goddamn expensive all this shit is um because they have to keep so many people employed for no reason I'm sorry like orchestras like can't let go of their huge like late romantic bigness and they like freak out Be but like y'all could just play smaller pieces <laughs> also right like all the 45 minute i love Mahler, i love tchaikovsky i know i know but like all the huge orchestration shit that you pay like two fucking principal bass clarinet players for or whatever, like, and this isn't a popular opinion, but like, there need there would need to be like less big orchestras and more small orchestras. <laughs> I feel like, like the New York Phil is a perfect example. Like there are no other orchestras pretty much now in New York. Not really. I mean, mm -hmm. like, there's ones that do like little seasonal shits and school ones, and you know, yeah, some that come back from the grave under like a guest conductor every once in a while. But, like, I don't know. Like, there's this big disconnect between, like, the super entrepreneur-y, like, new wave people, like, that are our age that are making, like, these new groups that, like, commission new music and shit like that. And, like, the up top of classical music where that's, like, the complete opposite. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, another thing, too, is... um. Yeah, so how do we save yeah, classical music is a is a joke. It's not going anywhere. You're like literally everybody who asked me that, the worry is that they're not going to get paid to like continue to uphold this really dead tradition anymore. Yeah. Um but what's fueling that too, I think is also really important is that there's like this sense of um there's this sense of like that classical music deserves to be kept alive because it's some kind of high art form. And mm. that like it, like you, you, when people are like upset about like government funding, cutting classical music education or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, because it's some like very, very, it, it, because it just has like inherent value to reference an earlier podcast, Ooh. which it, I don't think, like, does I, anymore. May I cut in for a yeah. sec? 
Shoot. Okay. So, in like antiquity times, uh-huh. right? Music wasn't really thought of as like that fucking big of a thing. Like right. you had people that played music, court players or whatever. When you, you know. when are you talking about vaguely? Like Roman, all the way up to like I, I guess like Roman shit. Okay. Like music was not really associated with classes much like there was different class music but like musicians still were poor yeah musicians were poor and people didn't give a shit about preserving music like we know that because there's just not any preserved (laughs) really like it was just like you just you just do it yeah you learn the modes or whatever and the oots and then like fucking when Christianity and shit starts happening. And, uh, you know, Boethius? Yeah, he wrote some, like, early theory on music. Hell yeah, and he shit. did. He wrote, uh, this, this big thing called Music of the Spheres. Yeah. And he put music, like, in the same category as, like, math and poetry and other shit that, like, he was the first person, I think, to do that. And, like, so the church like took that shit seriously, I guess, or the philosophers that like later built the church took that shit seriously, and like the church started bringing in all these like like I don't know, letting monks do the chants and shit more, and people because it was like kept safe, fucking like it like slowly evolved, but like the yeah, that's like literally where the idea that like music is like this high art ideal thing kind of trickles down from is like that it was upheld by the church for and there's like this holiness uh, and and it's a it was it's long 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 for a long time has been associated with like these higher callings of humanity right right? because like the first written music is all like pretty much church music right yeah of course well like for us yeah like in a consistent sense yes yeah yeah um so yeah, music gets like put on this kind of pedestal, um, which is like kind of tight. Not gonna lie, like is one of the reasons why like like the church kind of incubated classical music or what what became later known as classical music. I guess it was probably like church music, yeah. And then it got like split with like church versus secular secular and king queen shit right mm-hmm. and you can get paid to write music mm-hmm. and be popular and it's like and then suddenly nobody gives a shit because people can suddenly listen to everything all at once <laughs> and it's like nobody it is 200 in- year jump there really quickly <laughs> yeah yeah but like uh, shit was pretty I mean, it was a booming business for a couple hundred years, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, so, yeah. Church there were music, some real hustlers. Church at, music at, happened. Then, like, uh, yeah, the aristocrat, like, class started, like, playing and, like, funding music. And you would have, like, court musicians and, like, orchestras that, like, kings and queens would have in their, mm-hmm. like, shit. And then you just had rich motherfuckers that just wanted shit written for them, too. Yeah. Who Shout were, like, leftover from, like, after the revolutions and shit. Yeah. What's you know? a dude's name? Esterhazy. I always <laughs> remember him for some reason. <laughs> for Esterhazy. Dude, this dude named Esterhazy just 
paid for Haydn. If you've ever heard of the composer Joseph Haydn, it's just because this dude named Esterhazy paid you. (laughs) Yeah, Esterhazy hooked it up. Yeah, Esterhazy should always be remembered as a true G. Yeah, just who paid paid a really good fucking composer to do his thing for uh, his whole life. For his whole life. Um, And like on the on the like small thing that he would have to write those like weird ass fucking. It wasn't like cello. It was like this weird instrument that only he played. <laughs> I want an instrument that only I know how to play. Yeah, I think that's true. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't but wait, know. okay. So that happens. And then, I mean, the way I hear it told is like, uh, I think like why music continued to survive is because it actually just became like a thing to kind of like do like it was popular for like a brief period of time in like the 1800s and like if you didn't have shit to do for a for, night, it was popular for like more people than it had ever been to yeah like than for or like because initially it was like just church people and then and, rich people and church people and, yeah. then, and then now it was like the middle class yeah and like fucking, pianos got invented people could like play music at home and you could become impress kind of familiar with shit you could seduce and you could if you had like you could improve a bit of money you could just like wander into town and go to the symphony and like hear like some like concerts used to be like six hours long for like just because like yeah and people would be like walking around doing their thing people would just like wander in and out and like drink and like it was just like a whole thing that was like fun to do the Um, saloon yeah but that 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 part got stuck for some reason you can see how that shit would get corny real quick yeah. I mean, I their mean, whole not- century was corny, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, 1800 like, <laughs> not, not would have been not, my choice to live in. Yeah, not, not really. The, yeah, probably would win, in my opinion, the most corny award. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, and so, like, that shit's not to be trusted either. Like, I'm sure, like, you read Liszt's biography, you read Wagner's biography, these people suck, dude. <laughs> like, these people were horrible. Bad uh, people. Like... And at best, they were just normal people. <laughs> and that was so at rare. At best, they were just passable, decent yeah, people. Just people that were just doing their thing. Or they um, died real young. Or they, it's like, that, more than anything, I just, I respect the fucking gamble of the life rate of composers. <laughs> I feel like when you choose to be a composer, you're entering into some weird death pact where you know like something your life is going to either end abruptly or you're going to just be squeezed out till your last fucking bone. Like yeah. um <laughs> we just quick history of all music for for our billions. Oh shit, wait. But, but let, uh, let's finish it up really quick cuz we haven't even gotten to the part that matters. So like so that sticks around and it's genuinely probably like fun to do if you're kind of bored you just go and like wander in and out of a concert right and, then, and like, this is in the transition into industry mm-hmm. industry as a ruler and money being more and more of a uniter of classes Word. kind of not really but I don't know. like I, mean, yeah. I guess um, as in more for classical music, at least as in more people could fucking could go yeah. than ever before. I mean, capitalism starts to be like more of a driving factor behind everything. Um, mm-hmm. But here's here's where it gets weird: is that like I don't know the radio, jazz, that shit, right? Comes kind of 
starts happening right at the height of like late romanticism. Right? Yeah. Well, the weird thing is that like music starts to change and people don't really like love where it's kind of going. Like classical music or at least what like what up until then was like just modern like being composed stuff like Tchaikovsky's writing music and people are enjoying it I love his ballets um let's then, do them for 150 years <laughs> straight and then uh <laughs> no but then shit starts to get like weirder like people start to like fuck with like music as not just being like enjoyable anymore but needs to be serious needs to be remembered and upheld. like people like Schoenberg and Mon- come in and it just turns into like this hyper fucking intense music and then right around the same time anti-semitism um right around the same time we just like jazz starts and just like relaxing fun music starts to like appear again that also is a symbol for an atmosphere that is fucking chill and okay and low-key and relaxed as opposed to classical music which is a symbol for like at at its most pandering, like this weird white rich upper class, and at its best, the super anxious fucking like modern man being expressed in classical music with like Allenberg or fucking like the second Viennese school or the like crazy Russian people, like fucking like classical music got too intense or too, and there were people that tried to play like a middle game to make an appealing music classical music but people didn't really know i feel like people didn't really know how cuz they just weren't willing to give up the 40 minute songs they weren't willing to give up the prestige that they had carried and had accumulated for so long they couldn't give up the writing on the score rather than just making a record or controlling it with new technology they couldn't give up shit like that Right, and then at a certain point, like, people started realizing that, like, modern kind of shit, like, weird kind of abstract, like, existential music that was being created now wasn't, like, popular anymore because it was stressful. (laughs) And then they just started realizing that people who wanted to go to hear classical music in a concert hall wanted to just go sit back and listen to the shit that they, like, remember liking. Which is reasonable. Me and your grandmother met and this song played. And, uh, but then we got stuck. Then like in the 40s and 50s. like And people will, orchestra... these people will pay top dollar to hear those pieces. And will hire the whole goddamn orchestra. Orchestras just started going backwards. Like they just realize mm-hmm. that like Tchaikovsky still sells tickets, the stone Beethoven the other still way. sells tickets, Mozart still sells tickets, uh, Bach sometimes, but people started getting weird on Bach around then. They he gets kind of he gets his finding him he's, boring. He's living he his he's having his day now. Yeah, um, and they're all and Good for uh, him. <laughs> shout out to Bach. Shout out to Bach. My I'm homie, happy coming for back, you. <laughs> coming back again. <laughs> I'm, but now you need to chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, and I don't know that shit's really changed since, like, 1930. I think it has, man. Like, okay, 1930 at least, you were within a hundred years. You still could do, like, centennials and shit of things that people that who were alive could maybe remember, you know? Yeah. Like, 
Like fucking. Well, yeah. Like nothing's like, changed except that we're even further from the shit that we're playing. Still. But that that makes it all the more weird. Yeah. Is that we don't know anybody from this time. <laughs> like, like it's now like, like um, like on top of it all, like we can't talk to these people that we are obsessed with, like normal human beings usually do. Usually, we're into the stuff that's going on in our day and age. Like, usually, we're all about the here and now. But, like, classical music world makes you make a choice of, like, either extreme, extremely fucking formalist music for the, for the OGs or formalist fucking... Formalist meaning, like, hyper-modern kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it pushes two options on you. <laughs> like, maybe, like, like, I don't know. You can either live in academia forever or you can try to do some film scoring. And, like, tell me anybody who's not different than that right now, who's a composer. Yeah. Like, who who doesn't get their main fucking squeeze from an institution or from fucking, like, the movie industry. Okay, but we started in on this by talking about uh, yeah, sorry. this weird... <laughs> <laughs> a brief... Just <laughs> a brief history of cry. everything. Oh yeah, wait, um, where were we? Oh, we were talking about I how ju- how classical music today still has this sense that it's better than other music. Um, yeah, because it's old. Because they got the potion just right. It's got like right? this like rich history that we can't abandon because we're gonna lose it or something. And I'll I'll give them something like. I think about this sometimes like with modern with music that's created today and I guarantee or like I bet you that there's more music that has been created literally in the last week than there is in the entire his- history gamut in classical music just because people record shit all the time like listen to us yep. like but you are more likely to dip your fingers into the into the fucking raffle of classical music and pull out a banger because it's uh, then you are if I'm going to put my hand into the music that was made right now right here like in this last week and like it is way easier to tolerate going through a curated selection of masterpieces and saying that this is the best music ever when really all you did is make a playlist of like all the shit that has been remembered and have put it under like one like I don't know like Music has changed, dude. Do you think that half of those composers would have still written, like, on paper if they could just record? Like, like, do you think they would have even wasted their time? Do you think most human beings should waste their time doing all this boring shit, like practicing the same shit over and over and over again? Or, like, making sure that you have, you know, like, how to notate a whole symphony? Like, No. Because that shit is so secondary to making music, man. But classical music didn't didn't get it, and they just went further up the asshole of academia and further up the asshole of donor class. And like Juilliard is particularly dangled in between the balls of both. I feel like <laughs> um, good example is that the the Koch brothers, right? Donated what fifty million dollars? Minnesota and the Koch brothers. Fifty million dollars to Juilliard. Word. Um, like that. That's where it is. And 
if you're not stupid, you'll feel that when you're there. Like even if you're even if you are stupid, you'll feel it. Like <laughs> like but you just won't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like like um yeah, no. Uh every I think every classical musician who goes to Juilliard has like some kind of ill feeling. But like <laughs> it just kind of boils down to like who realizes what that is and who just assumes that it's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me break down one more thing really quick. So like all that prestigious nonsense, right? Mhm. I think that it went from the church to academia i think it got transferred once the church lost its power to well, academia because academia became the place the place that hosted composers it was the place yeah. that would teach them okay once the church stopped being the place that would teach them and so that's that that's that fucking like holier than thou highest art form bullshit like we have to make this music great again because like it's the music of what 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 it's the greatest music white people came up with yeah but like like that's not to say that it's the best music of all time by any okay. means this is something like, that i yeah i think is like what you're getting at in a broader terms is that i feel like classical music refused to become a genre like really hardcore like Music kind of came on the radio and like jazz turned into a genre and then rock and roll turned into a genre and then like fucking like Motown turned into a genre and every piece of music that comes out kind of becomes a genre. That's like what music does. Right. It kind of assimilates with other music that sounds like it and kind of creates a little area for itself. Classical music like saw that that was happening and that all music kind of just is part of a thing and yeah it started to feel like oh my god like are we just turning into music like are we just turning into like a little bit a little part of this huge scope of music which you are which you certainly are but like (laughs) nobody could accept that like i think that was the big problem and it's also like classical music has its own genres inside of itself. Yeah. But those that's not really a genre when it's like a hundred years in in at a time, at a stride, you know? Like that's just that was the music of the time because then you can even go you can keep going further into like subgenres of like classical period music or baroque music and how they all have their own little dances or moods or whatever, right? That's pretty equivalent to a genre. Yeah. And so I think it's like classical music is finally realizing that it's like part of like this big fractal thing where it's like, yeah, every, everything is like tons of genres happening all over the world all the time. Like you are one of many and they can't handle it and they hide, they hide in money and in prestige. And you see it in the smirking, like hideous faces of the music teachers that pronounce foreign names with really whack accents and fucking if (laughs) if music didn't have like academia and like these million like billionaire like supporters and patrons like y'all would have to adapt shit would just be shit would just be like another kind of music that you can listen to and not a very popular one yeah like a very unpopular which would be more noble honestly i think as if like people were just like accepted that it was low-key like th- I think this might have been what I was getting at with the smaller orchestra shit. Just like cut down, 
stop dealing with billionaires <laughs> and just like just do work for the people that actually want to hear you play whoever those people are and like work with those people stop doing music from 230 years ago and like really needs to stop um don't cry thinking that it's more important than like other music like this was something that we talked about a lot in that last one is that like classical musicians like really felt like they were like stepping outside of the box by appreciating the Beatles or something because like all we're trained to do is just have the utmost respect for classical music and only classical music but like there are so many genres of music out there that get like so many fewer listens than yeah. classical music. Like classical music isn't even the most unpopular yeah. genre. Like, like they're <laughs> But like if you I always reference my dad going to these like free jazz my dad's been going to this like free jazz pianists concerts every month for like twenty years. And he's like one of like five people that shows up every time. And uh the guy's the guy's having a great little time, and he's just been playing a concert with like a couple people every couple months for like thirty years, and his audience is like twenty people. That's and, sick. Like, and he's not pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas classical musicians have way more than that, and are because they yeah. feel like they should have more. Like right. how selfish are you? Yeah. Like just what is like relax like like who it's like a the land of entitlement because you because you spent so many hours making your life suck you feel like <laughs> it's owed to you out of the prestige of the music like it's not it's really not like i truly believe that like you are no better of a person spending 10 hours of your life practicing or doing whatever fucking thing you think makes you a, a worthwhile human being like I don't know. And these places, they reinforce that because they have a fucking deal going on, man. Like, they want you to, like, schools like Juilliard want their students to feel dependent. They want them to make, they want them to feel like there's only two options, you know? Like, because Juilliard is the breeding ground for all of this. It, and so is Lincoln Center. It, it sets the example for the rest of the country with what it does. And it's like what the weird, bizarre ass like vibe is of the year <laughs> or whatever. Like we, we had president Polisi, right? And he, he was like this big thing of like please, turning please, classical please. music into entrepreneurs. Right. <laughs> you remember this? Like, we would, it would vaguely be heard about. It was one of those things where he was like he, always too busy to reinforce his like big plan of turning all of us into entrepreneurs. He was like the progenitor of like the save classical music thing. Is right, he wants like all of us to be like these upstanding citizens who will who will really draw a crowd and like keep his job going. <laughs> yeah, that's what it like. How can you say this to all of us and not at least mention like? Oh, and if you don't, I'll get fired because I didn't do it in my time. <laughs> like, um, in fact, it's worse now. Um, it's, it's much, much worse. Please save my job, kids. Um, like, all, all, 
and they'll they're, they're gonna tell you how talented you are and you probably are you also know? yeah this is like, this is to be said too um they're gonna in t- my book yeah. one of the only reasons that like any of this is still kicking in any way is just any of this like dead horse of classical music that's still flopping around is that the people who of our do billions. it because of our billions who if if like classical musicians work really fucking hard yeah and it's it's, it's nuts. really misguided but <laughs> it's, it's really really it's really hard, inspiring good work. <laughs> like shit you guys you guys can fucking i can't do this i never had the patience to do this like what you do and shit like like y'all can play something that is probably almost impossible to play yeah like which is wild like you can do something that's bordering on impossible and like <laughs> like the, and the, accurate the, and 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 we hate ourselves because we don't think we're doing a good enough job because that's like all we've ever been taught. But is like, that why does that? Why does accuracy have to be? Accuracy just per- perpetuates fucking what? Like going to school and learning how to play your instrument more. Like where? What does the? What is the feat of accuracy gain? When like when in the age where people are like just like mumbling on auto tune and making great fucking songs. Like, what the fuck does it matter if you've spent, like, your whole life, like, learning every, like, do, point that somewhere else (laughs) in music, please. Like, like, don't, don't point it all on hating yourself. Like. Word. Because it's easy to, because it seems like there's this big weight of this great music that's going to crumble and we love it all so much and it defines us all. But like it, it's just one little bit <laughs> of well, like everything yeah, that's going on like, if and you can step out. If Juilliard fosters like a mentality of like everybody's doing great and like try new stuff and do other things and blah, blah, blah. Like the students, like might like do something else and like figure something else out if they if they stop feeling bad about how they are like performing and then all of a sudden like classical music starts to like not classical music all of a sudden like Juilliard and the jobs and positions there start to become like a little bit less important because they're not just kind of making students feel like they're not doing a good enough job like right which is what they're all paid to do all the time um and like it's not that i have it out against the teachers particularly but like i think it's important to teach the fucking real position that classical music is in especially when you're right there especially when you're like part of it like there was no crash course in the social world of classical music before i got to school and like I probably would have wanted nothing to do with it had I have known. If you'd known. Yeah. If I had known, I would have just been like, this. that's not really for me. I just want to like stay and study with this one dude who's really into this because I feel really into this too right now. Like, Shout out to Jody. Jody. Or um, fi- like, I didn't, I didn't know. And like, you don't, you can't know until you go. And you can't nut until you buck. <laughs> until you buck. No. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. So 
yeah, major major myths to dispel. Um, you're not you're not gonna save classical music. Classical music's gonna be just fine. Nobody's especially the two percent y'all have been cementing into everybody's brains. <laughs> especially, especially Beethoven. <laughs> especially Beethoven, Bach, Brahms, Mozart, and all them. Um, another important one. Uh, classical music is just a genre. Like, yes, it may have a lot of thought it's put into huge. it. It's big. It's a big long genre. Basically, y'all? it's just history. Like, well, it's like yeah, just... but but at the same time, what if what if hip hop lives a, a thousand years? Uh huh. How different would that shit sound? Yeah. Like, it would still keep some of its same elements if it wanted to keep the same name, but it would change a ton. And classical music is great because it's the first example that we have of a long hard thought out working together across the ages mentality of trying to write catchy ass music that people can enjoy and once it fell off that and and like got involved with itself trying to make money and shit or i don't know it's not necessarily its fault but like i don't know classical music is the first example of people working together for a long time to make sure that one kind of music still exists right like that's probably one of the cool parts is because like well, then yeah, what somebody does somebody can do 200 years from then again and know that they had done it from somebody 200 years prior yeah but like also like it's not i don't know i say it's history because like well it is yeah it's just it's just old music like it wasn't a really like there wasn't classical music back then. It was just the music that people were making. Like, it's like, I like to think about classical music sometimes as like the most like engaging ass history class you can be in. Because instead of just like sitting and like reading about it, you can actually kind of hear like what shit sounded like back then. Like vaguely. Um, But yeah, it's not, it's not more than that. Like it's, and it shouldn't be treated as like the best or something like nobody like it's like a it's like a good novel or something like just treat it like a good yeah. old book that you can read if you want to but it's not like it's not like we all need to like make and save a a business around like tolstoy like that's kind of what it feels like sometimes it's just like Everybody needs to pool together all their greatest efforts and work their whole lives to make sure that people still will, like, read Tolstoy. You know? Yeah. But. I don't know. Looking at it from, like, a kind of. It's. It's a big powerful monument to white western culture it's Mm -hmm. probably one of the only good things (laughs) that came out of all of it like (laughs) that's an overstatement but but i think it goes also without saying that in these fucking times like Juilliard 
and classical music is a symbol for like white dudes <laughs> as is mostly everything mm-hmm. in this fucking like city at least um and it also died because it couldn't let go of that and i i just want to talk about it like it's dead already i know it's n- i know it's probably not but it just makes me feel so much better in my yeah. brain if i just already think of it as gone as if like like can't we just all stop pretending to care about like our great 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 grandfather's favorite song like like <laughs> Can't can't we just fucking admit that it's dope and we can listen to it whenever we want because it's 2017 and I can fucking drive a car and take a plane all the way around the world and listen to everything Beethoven ever wrote and then go do something else? Like, isn't that the best part of being alive right now is that we can go do something, anything fucking else whenever we want to? Like, if you if you're all about music, like, take that. Like, if you like that music most... Like, that's dope. Cool. Like, bring it to something else. Like, like it is what it is. You're, you can't make or break it at this point. Like, it's in its declining stages of being socially relevant because the money got mishandled. <laughs> <laughs> like, Somebody dropped the cat. <laughs> yeah. Somebody lost the bag. Yeah. The purse. <laughs> um, um, but, like, it is not music in its entirety like okay it, but like to play to play a lot of play like me the that argument, yeah no uh, a lot of the like arguments that i hear is that like well there is something like good about it and we're just not like educating people enough about it and oh like, yeah it like if they popular. really heard it the way that we heard it it's like yeah like as if as if all of the people that don't like classical music are just like like <laughs> They just need to be guided towards it. Like, it's absurd. It's like, like, how much of our culture do people have to embrace? <laughs> Especially when y'all, like, y'all are going out to, like, these poor neighborhoods and fucking third world countries and shit. It's like, how much of the pill do they have to swallow? Like, n- now it's like, they don't even get to take their own culture's music. Seriously, it's like their only the only legit music is ours too like it's and you reinforce that ha 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 you think you're doing something good you're just another kind of fucking imperialist like shout out to juilliard sponsoring students to go to or is it ghana or like i forget or some like african country to like play like mozart woodwind quintets for the children y'all know who you are i hope y'all feel like you did something really meaningful (laughs) And that you really inspired them to go be the fucking English horn player of the <laughs> of the Ghana Junior Philharmonic. Oh god! Because that's really what it's all about. Like y'all are tricking yourselves. That's the the worst part about it is not all of this. It's that people like do worse shit on top of all this <laughs> at Juilliard. It's like <laughs> like on top of that, you still have to deal with everybody being shitty, as in life they always seem to be. Like, everybody more out for themselves than usual. Everybody more competitive and creepy and more likely to lose it at any given moment. (laughs) Like, you've seen people at their worst 
what feels like all the time. <laughs> like, well, also, okay. <laughs> Start going, going down it. Yeah. Anyways, um, the education though is like, yeah, like of course, if you like teach someone specifically about how a symphony works when they listen to a symphony they'll have more like to listen to and more to possibly be engaged with but that does not necessarily even equal that they'll like it yeah (laughs) i mean but that goes for literally anything yeah so the question would be like why then does it need to happen for classical music like if you teach somebody like how to how to fucking like cook they c- they'll be better at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're not... The question isn't, like, do we... Sh- well, do we what? just need to educate them more. It's, like, why does this specifically need to be educated? Like, what are you gaining yeah. by it? And, um, and I don't think anybody fucking knows what, like, outside of classical music, what the fuck classical music is up to anymore. <laughs> like, New York City is one of these rare cities where, like, old people still dress up and go to the symphony hall. Like, yeah. and shit. But, like, most towns, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like, I guess. But, uh-huh. fucking. <sighs> anyway. So, those are two, those are two big things, at least. Um, On, yeah, and inside of all this, like, bringing it back to Juilliard, like, there are these, like, r- people who are really good at playing music. Yeah. But it's all happening in this really weird tense spot. And it's not like you'll go there and be glad to have gone <laughs> when you're done. Like because you you'll be glad to have gone because you'll you have you will have learned many negative things. Right. And, and met some cool people probably as I did. Like what if this is being addressed to somebody, I'm trying to frame this like we're talking to somebody because it's helping me. <laughs> yes. Think. Let's call Even them, though we're not talking let's to Let's call them. To our billions. Billion. <laughs> Bill Yong. Bill Yong. <laughs> Bill oh, um, ask yourself like why you would want to go. Like ask yourself what you would want to get out of it. Because what I th- kind of thought when I like went to Juilliard was that I was going to I was going to get to learn some cool shit about piano, I hoped, and like how to play piano better, which seemed like a cool thing to do. Um and then I think I also had kind of hoped that like I would get to like like play concerts or like something. I think I wanted to be like a soloist or something. I wanted to play with like an orchestra. I thought that would be cool. Um, but what you should really be like thinking about is like, why, why would you want to be doing that? Like yeah. what are, cause if you go to Juilliard f- with that in mind, like I did after four years, you're not going to fucking want to touch it. Like you're not, that's not going to last for four years or at least it did, unless you're the type of person that is just trying to ignore everything else about this and just do that. Yeah. Then Juilliard is probably the place for you. But like if, if you're thinking about other shit too, try to figure out like what it is you want to be doing. 
like because if you're trying to like reach people like i hear i heard this a lot like i'm doing classical music because i want to like touch an audience <laughs> touch <Creepy>. i want to <laughs> i want to put my fingers all you over have no rights um <laughs> No means no. Do not touch me. Um, I want to like change the world. I want to make the world better through music. Like you sound like a two-year-old. Juilliard. <laughs> no, I mean you're 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 expressing something good. You're just you're misguided. expressing the naivety that like people have helped you pr- like preserve so that you can do this almost impossible task of learning like all the Rachmaninoff concertos at the age of 12. Yeah, this is the thing, is you're not going to achieve something like this by going to Juilliard. You're going to go further and further into this like insane culture that is slowly dying around (laughs) classical music. Like, that's what's fucking dying. Like, nothing about classical music yeah. is dying. We'll it's probably, just like, they'll, we'll, they'll probably still teach it when we're having kids and shit. You know that one Louis C.K. bit where he's talking about, like... No, it's not Louis C.K., it's George Carlin. who's talking about, like, how presumptuous it is that people say we need to save the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, people keep uh, saying we need to make the... Like, go green and save the planet. It's like, you motherfuckers are not saving shit about... The planet's gonna be fine <laughs> it's like everybody's gonna die <laughs> but the planet's gonna keep on going <laughs> that's kind of how i feel about classical music it's like who are you to say that you are gonna save bach like if yeah. bach needed to get saved it happened a while ago <laughs> like it happened he's with been, mendelssohn yeah um shout out to shout mendelssohn. out to mendelssohn <laughs> who i don't even like um, but he did a good deed it, yeah like classical music's gonna be just fine and it's gonna keep going and it's gonna continue to be fun to listen to for those who get enjoyment out of it and it's gonna be fun to play for those who enjoy playing it um but it's not gonna save anything and it's Definitely not won't going save to you it's not <laughs> save you you're not gonna save it <laughs> there um, will be no saving. no saving. you won't save money you might you might prolong the the salary of like the employees of the New York Philharmonic, which is in some sad way admirable, but not in That's the way an you're hoping. insane <laughs> amount of charity if you do that willingly <laughs> yeah. for if your you, own use. If you have been playing piano from age Those two... Those people can get new jobs. And at 18, firmly have made the decision that you would like to devote your life to helping keep... A, an employee of the New York Philharmonic salaried for a couple more years. You've got a strange <laughs> set of like m- moral like principles, but like that's what you're that's what you're doing, and that's what like I I don't know I want to be like very clear about this is that um I I still think music and classical music and all this shit is dope i'm still gonna keep listening to it and playing it i have fun playing it it's fun but like we do it way too often already and we hate it (laughs) it's not it's not gonna serve a bigger purpose than than your own personal enjoyment at like the end of the day like yes you're not doing anything selfless by like learning Bach you're not you're not you're not helping in the way that you might want to be like if if that's what you're thinking like you're like I remember students at Juilliard being like yeah I'm I'm like 
I'm solving the the yeah like the crisis in the Middle East, and I'm ending wars by playing Chopin concertos with a Jewish conductor in in Syria or some shit. And fuck, it's like I know that particular instance that you're talking about, and fuck that that orchestra is fucking racist. So yeah, sorry. Keep keep that in mind. Um, and like. Be be like in touch with um realistically like why you want to be doing sh- this shit. Like I think that's really important too. Like I remember talking to a pianist in my like studio at Juilliard who had just come back for her masters and I was talking to her and I was like, "Oh, cool, you're back." And she was like, "Yeah." Yeah. And I was like, Ah, uh, she's happy to be back, and she was like, "Not really." And I was like, oh, "Why? What's what's going on?" She was like, oh, "I just I don't like it here. I don't like the, my teacher, and I don't like this." And I was like, "Uh huh." Like, but you're you're here. You just started again. Like, you just re-upped. And she was <laughs> like, "Yeah, but like, I don't want to be here." And I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" And she was like, "Oh, this is just like, I don't like this, but like, it's too late to like do something else. Like, this is all that like I've known how to do. Like, she was from China. She had like gotten out of China like purely on her piano, like amazing piano playing ability, and had like come to New York and was just like, this was just like her thing and she didn't want to, she didn't want to, she didn't like it and she didn't want to change because this was like all she knew how to do, which I think at least like she was in touch with the fact that she didn't like it. I think a lot of other people just turn into like angry, like vaguely angry musicians who don't really know why they're still doing this, but Mm -hmm. don't really have like enough self-awareness to kind of like realize that they don't like it. And they we just love turn, you guys. They just turn into like like kind of kind of unpleasant teachers at Juilliard. Like so fucking many Don't that we do encountered. That. Don't do that. Come to us. <laughs> In the Bronx. In the Bronx. <laughs> Woody Crest. Um, you know what it is. So like we're out here. That's a. That's, that's a, a. That's a. I feel like a. a potentially powerful closer yeah people do lots of people i know just went to juilliard for mastery i mean that that whole phrase just went to juilliard for masters is insane like yeah like they got picked again like dropped another however many dropped, thousands yeah, of dollars like that's a huge process to do to just go through the motions you know yeah, like no, it's like and nuts. that's an insane amount to if you already hated it and just did four years like but you feel like you can't contribute otherwise. Like, you are the most qualified person in the world to do anything. Like, you you can fucking l- be articulate to no end on your instrument. And, like, fucking... In, like, you have insane willpower. Like, if if this shit doesn't make you happy, like, you do not need to be there. Like, and I think this might register more for like musician like uh like performers than composers maybe but like another aspect of it is that you've spent so long doing this that like you've become kind of like it feels like you're trapped 
because like the industry is like dead and nobody told you that and there's like jobs are hard like i've been a professional juilliard musician in new york city juilliard graduate this goes on like my resume and you know what i've been fucking doing for like two years like i i, I sight read sometimes and get paid shit mm. and i teach i sometimes teach four-year-olds and sometimes like mop up their pee or like babysit them <laughs> or try to get them to stop crying like these are these are these aren't like sustainable jobs these are just kind of like jobs that you get because there's there's so little else yeah. if you're if you're a classical musician there's, n- there's nothing left to do <laughs> we they everybody did it already <laughs> Like, um, and like the institutions don't foster like any kind of creative thought as to like what else you could do. There's no criticism about like what they're doing wrong other than like, oh my God, am I wearing the right thing? Maybe if I like, like, oh my God, <laughs> what was that? Yuja Wong. Dude, oh my God. People freaking out about people pe- like talked about the fact that she wore a like a short dress on stage I as could if not it was believe. like like is this like some tabloid bullshit some, like, like let her wear what she was fucking talking wants. about it too it was like the teacher brought it up he was like what did we all think of this <laughs> and I was just like fuck you That's you're what I fired <laughs> get out <laughs> you just should lose your job yeah. right now how can you give a shit about that how can you as a grown ass human being give a shit about what another person wears like what's some like how another person tries to fucking first off like make a difference in a dead industry by doing something different like first off props to her for creating so much drama around her name (laughs) i feel like i didn't know who she was and now i do and she's awesome at at playing like (laughs) all of them yeah (laughs) like Like all of them like everybody that i have ever been shown a youtube video of that's playing any piece that i've ever heard of it's perfect (laughs) baby like like it it is it's down to a start um, like you can play with it we should try to swamp youtube with with let's just like just, just like, positivity no 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 no. i think we should just pull out piano pieces and take like videos of us playing them for the first time oh my and then God. just like uploading them yeah dude can we i think that'd be a good just all I'll, of our i can definitely participate in first that. attempts at looking at a piece and then just try to see if we can overcome youtube with like shitty recordings yeah, just, to, just to make them appreciate just the to lower ones. the bar yeah yeah just to lower just to do our part yeah uh, i'm down with that, that we should funny. we should put up our schumann symphony yeah. recordings um <laughs> i don't remember what we were talking about oh yeah no so yeah like classical the recordings sound great the, you all great. are so good at at your instruments um and uh, you like don't deserve to feel like trapped by all this Not at like all. everybody like that i know does like i think i was one of like two people that was like taking this like terrifying year off and like everybody like who would ask me would be like oh my god what are you gonna do once you graduate and i was just like i don't know man like i'll figure it out but i'm not i'm not doing this again and um it's so scary to classical musicians because there's shit all else to do if yeah. this is all that you do. And, like, Juilliard, like, fosters that mentality yeah. of, like, 
you need to be up. Like, I remember talking to my teacher, like, God bless his little heart, but Jesus Christ. I remember a conversation where he was like, you know, Leo, if you are considering coming back for a master's degree, you need to be upping the amount that you're practicing to like seven, eight hours a day. This is like, this is what we need. Like, it was really serious. And I was like, I'm not. Like, I don't (laughs) plan on this and therefore will not do that. Um, But this is like, People like scared 20 year olds get these talks from their teachers that are like, you're not doing enough. You need to be practicing more. You need to be not like seeing what else could possibly be out there. You need to be like in this windowless little room staring at yourself, holding a violin in the mirror. (sighs) Um, and just like self-analyzing your, how your, the minutia muscles in your fingers move for as long as you possibly can stand it every day. And it's just like, it's fucked once you, once you're confronted with like, what do I do now? Because like, there's shit all else to do where that's like a useful skill. I don't know what else. I'm trying to figure out what else there is to do. Lord. Like, <laughs> like, like that's, that's what we, that's what we're doing here. Like we're, we're, I, we both teach, uh, trying to figure out how to do recording i think being a recording some shit would be cool word but like it's hard it's hard regardless of having gone to the best school or whatever and getting a degree like i'm doing the same job as somebody from a different college who's like just as qualified as me you know like like it didn't really make a difference in my professional life. And I think I tried. I don't remember anymore, but <laughs> I think I tried to use it. I don't know. Maybe the stars just haven't aligned for me in my Juilliard access pass yet. But fucking, um, I don't know. I For everybody you- that, that didn't go back to school, we're all out here, you know? Some of us are teaching, or some of us are out of music altogether, and that's cool too, you know. Um, what you will find at Juilliard is probably a couple people who, if you are like incredibly like into just like the music, you'll probably find a couple people. A few. Like yourself really don't expect a lot don't expect a lot but like there are those the closest couple relationships that i like made at that school were just based solely on like finding some other people who really liked this shit too and that is something like like it or not juilliard does attract like people who because it is so like prestigious if you like music you think that much you're going to like try to go there. Yeah. And you're going to find a couple other people who also tried. You're probably all not going to like it, but you'll find each other, which is maybe the only cool thing that happened there. Like I got to play some music with some people that was like some of the coolest performances I've ever gotten to give. We're like playing like chamber music with like a couple other cool musicians or like playing your piece or something like that. Mm. Like shit was legitimately cool and i'm like proud to have done that but like 
was that worth like the four years of just like isolating like depression <laughs> and like misguided like teachers trying to like guide me not just like not just not just like teaching poorly but like f- literally like leading me astray yeah. in retrospect <laughs> <laughs> like literally like trying to guide my like my my thoughts in a dead end direction <laughs> um so you will like you will find cool musicians but probably would be better off trying to find those cool musicians in some other way. <laughs> I don't know. This is, I don't know where this is going. Um, but like, I, I feel like I just have to say that like you do encounter, you do encounter similar people to, to yourself at places like this. Um, but then like the brunt of it becomes like, d- what do you, what do you do? Like, I, I feel like, I feel like I I abandoned like a like a some kind of like pact. Like all these performing musicians showed up at Juilliard and we were like there was kind of this weird sense of camaraderie like even with all the bullshit at least with like people who weren't pianists like that we were all kind of in it together and we were all practicing like all, as much as we could and we all had lessons and we all had classes and we were all doing it and it was like that was the only cool thing is that mm-hmm. like everybody was 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 trying to do the same thing and you were all like super focused on doing this thing and then when i stopped it was crazy cuz like i just everybody kind of kind of treated me like i just like broke broke the deal or something like that it was just like i just xed out of like the mosh pit <laughs> and like everybody was just like the fuck like you can't do that we're all i thought we were all in this together and we were all going down this like perform until we're fucking all jobless just doing nothing <laughs> together or like whatever people are doing now um but like yeah i don't know you gotta you gotta you gotta be like honest with yourself about why you're why you're interested in like going to a place like this um because if it's for any kind of like highfalutin reason other than just like you like music and shit like that like you are so much better off doing so many other things mm-hmm. or going to other music schools or going to just any place that like isn't so overwhelmingly like stuck in its um like illusion that it's kind of built of it's 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 bubble Mm -hmm. that's about to burst probably not i don't know i'll keep going long long live i wonder how long it'll all drag out for but you can stop it by not going (laughs) no i mean do what you will there's probably Money left to be squeezed. Squoze. Squoze. Yeah. So but like yeah, we, we 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 made it out. We made it. We graduated. I, I I I almost dropped out my last year. Um I uh I just like hated it so much. Um I quit, I quit all night. There was, like, a pressure, like, there was, like, a breaking point that I hit where um, some teacher wanted me to play something, 
And it was like on the same day that I had this like big audition that I was really nervous about or something like that for something entirely unrelated. So I sent him this email and I was like, hey, can I play your like big Scriabin thing like the next week? Like I've got this thing I'm really nervous about on that day that you want me to play it. And he wrote back and he was like, no. And I was like, okay. So I learned his big Scriabin thing and learned all the audition stuff and went to my audition and played it and didn't feel good about it. And then went to class really like upset about my audition and got like sat down to play this like Scriabin piece. And he was like, what, you're, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm playing this shit that you wanted me to play. And he was like, you told me you couldn't play that. I assigned it to somebody else. And I was like, no, I asked you if I could play it next week because I had something else to do today. And he was like, oh, that's okay. Uh, just, yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> I'll give you something else to learn and play next week. Let the other let the other person play. You're not playing today. And, like, I just snapped and, like, <laughs> dropped out for a semester and uh, kind of barely made it out of there. Um what do you mean you dropped out for a semester? I I dropped all my classes for like my fall semester of my last year and then uh, worked out a deal. I had this meeting with the head of like the piano department where she like sat down with me and was like, what's going on? Oh man, this is, this is a good story. Okay, so... I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, I... I uh, I had to have a special meeting with like the head of like one of the like one of the biggest people at Juilliard needed to know what was going on because I was about to quit and uh, basically sat down and told her that like her school I'm pretty sure was making me like hate music <laughs> and uh, and I must have done a pretty good job of telling her it because she looked pretty pretty upset. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I dropped every class for like the entire fall semester and then worked out a deal with like the registrar that I would double up on everything for the spring and I could just graduate if I just like did a good job and, and did everything fine. And so that's, that's how I made it out. Um, nice. but I played, played my last like recital. So happy to be done with it. Haven't, haven't played solo piano since um see for me there was like no last anything yeah well Ooh. composers just kind of fade into the night right? yeah. <laughs> we weren't required to have like the one requirement that would have been helpful for us to have because it meant that people actually would have had to learn our music <laughs> like <laughs> this like the school would have had to accommodate the students yeah we didn't have you didn't need to have any kind of graduation recital which would have been cool i would have loved to like have a concert with like my music from i I wrote a lot of music and almost none of it got played when i was at school mm -hmm. like but yeah we don't we don't get anything it was all just like randomly over like <laughs> i met with all of the teachers for the last time and they were all like fine good good work and i was like what i met i met one guy didn't you go to john curliano's house john curliano has been consistently a sweet man oh that's good i will say that i will say that he has been a consistently sweet rich man 
Um, <laughs> he's, he's, his apartment is fucking beautiful. And he's got like a grand piano and a huge sound system and, and uh, like a bookshelf. And he's got the big wooden shit on his piano for writing like full score. You know oh. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and and uh, he played like your recording through the sound speakers. Nice. The one that you and Andrew did. And he was like, it sounds very good. You've done very good work and I like it a lot. And he just sounded actually sincere. And I, he, I don't know. He probably wasn't, but it was nice. He was like, you always, and he seemed, he like remembered my music. I think he would like reference my other thing that I had only showed yeah. him once the yeah, year sounds before. sounds like a sweetheart. Yeah, no, no, no. He was he was always kind, never mean. Even uh, even at like my initial audi- audition, he was nice. So I got no ill will against him. I went to D- Beezer's bachelor pad. Bachelorette party. Where he like <laughs> scrambled around his huge empty apartment, like like taking on and off his like weird leather jacket. <laughs> listening like to little snippets of my music at a time I don't even fucking remember so what your Juilliard thing ended basically with you going to every composer faculty's Dude, it was house the, <laughs> it was the day that we had to move out because I was evicted and I had <laughs> yeah. to return the moving van back, all the way back to East New York you remember that? yeah the fucking uh, Kareem rented the, the, no, it was uh, it was in Brownsville. Um, but yeah, Kareem rented the U-Haul all the way out, way past the neighborhood that we were living in at the time. And what the fuck? Did, uh, um, but oops. But yeah, so like I, I had to drive the U-Haul back from Harlem to like somewhere off of the I think the L yeah um and then I had to take the train back with all my scores and my backpack and shit <laughs> and like directly to Beezer's house because it all started then <laughs> it was nuts and I was just so checked out I didn't even really listen cuz I'd done it so many times Rouse um the year before had entirely skipped. I didn't even study with Rouse at the time, but he wanted to, he was like time periods lunch break. He was like out of popcorn and doc, Dr. Pepper or whatever, <laughs> or Diet Coke. And he like walks out. I hear and it's if you like, pop him, he just erupts. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like a popcorn maker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, he fucking, You know, I I was already, like, there an hour past when it was supposed to start. And he, like, takes one look at me and he's like, oh, Sean, I know your music, right? We don't have to do this. And he just, like, waddles off. And I had been, like, waiting for, like, an hour and a half. That's nuts. Yeah, dude. Dude, he's a fucking jackass. That's so fucked. I was so pissed. I was so fucking pissed. Um, Because I had, like, changed from him because I hated him. Yeah. And it was just, like, dude, like... Why did you, why did you just have me wait here for so long? Like, it's just that kind of shit. And then uh, Adler, you don't have one. Or no, Adler was retired. I was with Stucky. Stucky. Pour one out. He was a good guy, man. 
Yeah, was. he sounded cool. Yeah, Steven crazily was, crazily died real young, like the year after, right? Yeah, he died. He died like yeah, unexpectedly, the year after I stopped, I think, or two years after. But um, he was he was awesome in my life. I didn't write a single fucking thing my my last semester of school, um, which is when I studied with him because mm-hmm. I finished in the fall and he had just been there, so it was only one semester. And we just like sit and talk about music and shit. Um, and he would never pressed me, never even asked me to write anything. Like never said that I should have anything written or anything like that. It's never, it was just like, I, I, I have sincere love for that man. And I didn't know him for like super long or anything, but he was cool. Um, and then there was the, what was he? Finnish? dude whose name I should know who fucking was he German no he was German that doesn't matter hold on well yeah he was like some big big shot dude um anyway I met up with him and it was his first I was his first ever um like trial what do you call it jury yeah jury yeah i was his first ever jury (laughs) i met him at his fucking like hotel in chelsea or whatever and he like comes down and he's like do you want to get a drink and i was like what (laughs) because i was like i probably have to go up to his house and like do this weird shit Uh he's like a bit younger too yeah. So we go to like this coffee shop and I have like all my scores and he's like flipping through them and he's like, I find this kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, me too. He was like, I don't even know your music. I don't, I was, I was told about this like a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, so just like the yeah. whole thing was ridiculous. Not your yeah, music not specifically. My, no, yeah, yeah, no. That He was like, I'm just, <laughs> you've been here for four years. I would never stop you from graduating by <laughs> like by butting in and claiming this anything other than you deserve it. Right. So like job. purpose of a jury yeah. is to is to like say yes you can graduate. So yeah. they gave like a dude who's like what on his like first month of teaching like <laughs> yeah, the job his of first, like his first approving you for graduation. Right. I was literally the first person that he ever had to do it for, I guess. Yeah. Because mine happened earlier than everybody else's because it was in the fall. Word. And uh so he was he was just like uh, I'll buy you, I'll just buy you some coffee. And I was like, it was really nice of you. Thank you. And, and so that was it. Then um, you left. Well, his was actually the first. I had his yeah. before. Um, but, um, and then, yeah, dude, I remember being done and just feeling that, that hollow fucking feeling again. I was like, cool. The same one fucking, from like when you got in. Yeah. Dude, same. Uh, yeah. No, my, uh, so yeah, piano juries happen. There's this thing called like jury week every spring where every single student has to play like a jury uh-huh. and graduation juries are specifically long. They're usually like 10 minutes. Graduation juries are usually like 20. So, um, the whole piano faculty or like as many as can be there because they're lazy fucks, um, 
have to go and listen to every student who's graduating play 20 minutes of whatever like hour and a half they're prepared to play right um and so i'd been working with bob on like yeah my like hour and a half of like piano music um one of which I was really proud of because it was this like Schumann piece that I felt cool about playing because it was something that like I discovered that nobody told me not discovered Jesus Christ that's a terrible word to use it's been around for 200 years uh I stumbled upon this cool piece that I wanted to play and like my teacher had never taught it before and nobody had ever listened to it before and nobody knew what it was and so i at least had this like nice feeling that i was it was a beautiful piece of music yeah i heard it for the first time because of you gazanga de frua um but yeah so i prepared all the there's like some requirements of like you have to play these like etudes and this super showy piece and all this shit for like 20 minutes and you have to go through the run (laughs) you have to (laughs) like run the herculean gamut of all this bullshit um so yeah jury week goes from a monday to a friday and consistently every year of juilliard my jury had always been on Friday, which just means that worry, worry, you, worry, you worry, worry, worry the whole week. Because, like, technically your graduation is riding on it. Um, I didn't think that they would actually fail me, but, like, it's a lot of worry, and my teacher wasn't helping uh, with it. He was, like, telling me I had to get better and better and better and better, and I'm working on these etudes and working on these etudes, and the only nice part of it is that every once in a while I get to go back and practice this Schumann that I really like. Um, And so I get my jury thing, and it's like, you're playing, like, first thing on Monday, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't have to... I don't have to wait all week. I can just get it over with. And this is going to be so fucking nice. And then I told my teacher and he was like, that's a mistake. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm not going to be there on Monday. I need to be there. I need to hear your final jury. I told them to not assign any of my students on Monday. Hang on. And then he like ran off. And then the next day I got another letter that was like, sorry, um, we have to change your jury. You're now going to be the last one on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like oh cool my usual spot (laughs) so i wait all week and i'm practicing these like chopin etudes and all this garbage that i just hate doing and i'm just like near tears every day just like so ready to be done with all this crap and uh i walk into my jury and it's my teacher and like this new dude and uh this guy who's been there for like a century named uh lowenthal (laughs) and he's the one who's like picking what i'm gonna play they give one person the job of picking shit so i walk in and i'm like i'm like how it usually goes is they're like what do you want to start with you play 30 seconds of whatever you want to play and then they're like stop now go on to this really hard etude and then you play 30 seconds of that and then they're like stop now go on to your like really hard beethoven sonata why can't they just tell you the 30 seconds that they want you to play play the 30 seconds stop go on to the next piece stop go on to the next piece and it's just like this test of like your nerves and your ability to start and stop and it's terrifying and so i walk into my my final jury i'm the last one on the day like literally like there's empty seats of the other piano faculty that left because they were just out (laughs) they just like tapped out for the day and i walk in and, and little lowenthal's like 
oh, and what what piece do you want to start with? And I was like, I'll just play. I'm gonna play my my Schumann, the one thing I like like playing. And I sat down, and literally played the entire piece from start to finish like it's like an 18 minute piece damn and he just never stops me and it starts to like freak me out halfway through and then after a while i just kind of realized that like i don't think he's like heard this piece in probably like a couple decades (laughs) and just must be like enjoying the fact that he's not hearing like chopin etudes and i play the entire fucking thing and then he's like okay how about just like a tiny bit of this and i started it and he was like great you're done and i walked out and i was just like yeah it was like the nicest like jury that i've like ever had of of just like ask me what i wanted to play and then let me play the entire goddamn thing i think he also probably knew that it was like my graduation recital or jury or whatever and that i wasn't coming back and that i was like out after this um but yeah, I always had a little soft spot for that guy after after that day. It was, it was sweet. I don't know if he even meant it to be sweet or if what he was doing, but uh, kudos to an old Jewish guy that doesn't really know what's going on anymore. Um, hey. But yeah, made it out. To mention another sweet old Jewish man who doesn't know what's going on anymore, probably. Uh-huh. Special shout out. I feel like we didn't really get to talk a lot about Sam Adler. Studying with Sam Adler was cool. The guy is old. Has some old ideas. Mm-hmm. But is a nice guy. And he's a sweet guy and was very supportive and felt like he was always in my corner. That's cool. How long? Did Even you though study he was kind of sexist and kind of racist. <laughs> I mean, he was like 86 yeah. or something. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to lay it out like he was like some perfect sweet old guy because he wasn't, but he was, he was, he was okay. He was, he was nice. I learned a lot of shit from him because he, he just was actually interested in teaching and he was like the first person I had met in a while that was actually into teaching and wasn't just like teaching because they had to. You stayed with him for like two years? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like Samuel Adler. For two and a half years, I think. Bob McDonald, another good good old guy. Not Jewish, but pretty much had my back that whole time at Juilliard. Got a little got a little too worked up about Chopin a few times. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a trap we all fall into. <laughs> uh has to be forgiven when you're in the insane realm of classical music. <laughs> Y'all get a free pass if you ever decide to do something else from yeah. us. <laughs> we'll keep hating on you until you do, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Man, I like this picture up in here. We've got Glenn Gould and Guy Fieri watching over us as, yeah. we, as we record. Feels, yeah. It feels safe. It feels like a good mixture. Yeah. I, I wish Guy Fieri had been there in color. In in at Juilliard in my jury. <laughs> my jury Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> um my special beanbag chair. <laughs> I only play in my beanbag chair. Glenn Gould, famous for only playing on horseback. <laughs> <laughs> 
I only play piano <laughs> seated on a on a, on a but that horse doesn't equine. move. <laughs> that horse does the pedaling. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we made it out. Yeah, we're doing we're doing exactly the same as anybody else mm-hmm. who doesn't know what they're doing. Um, which is nothing to be fucking knocked. Like right. I'm legitimately proud of almost all the shit I've done since I left Juilliard. Me too. Hell yeah. We're putting out music. At an extreme rate. <laughs> At a wild, wild we're gonna, rate. Pretty soon we're going to try to do the SoundCloud 30-hour challenge. Oh, yeah. They say that you can't put 30 hours hashtag, on... Hashtag 30-hour SoundCloud <laughs> challenge. SoundCloud. We're going to start a challenge called the 30-hour challenge. 30 hours in a week. 30 hours in you a week. You up to it? Oh, yeah. You swole? I'm swole for it. <laughs> you swelling for it? So, yeah. I... I I want to start the this challenge, and we should do that. And that that's something to look forward to. Thirty hours straight. I mean, in one week, we got to figure out logistics. How many hours a day would that be? A bit, like six. So we made it out. We're teaching. I'm I'm looking for new jobs. I'm doing whatever. Um, I feel a lot better now that now that worrying about how I'm playing Chopin isn't a part of my life anymore, for whatever that's worth to anyone listening who's worrying about Chopin. Um, He's fine. And yeah, if, if, if anybody's actually listening to this looking for some sort of uh, guidance. You came to the wrong people. Yeah, we... <laughs> We can only, I wouldn't call this guidance, I would just call this what happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're examples, not guidance. You should make yeah, like, informed decisions based on real things that happen to people, of which this is one. Yeah, and we're not totally outside of all this anymore either. I mean, we both teach classical music. Yeah. That's what we do. We're spiteful, um. child abusing. <laughs> <laughs> haven't abused no, any kids we yet. haven't abused i've probably kids. scarred a couple i've got i've had some bad lessons um <laughs> bad bad teaching but uh no, we're, no. we're just trying we're in new york for yeah, the yeah. time being we're just out here we're just out here we out here always um <laughs> always out here if you're if you're interested in what uh juilliard musicians who hated juilliard and who are just spinning out Trying their process spinning it. out their their wheels post Juilliard are up to um we've got we've got music you can check out we've got we've got lots of thoughts that are gonna start getting dumped out there into the ether of which this might be <laughs> one um we're making we're making beats we're making improv tracks. Leo's doing sketch comedy in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be on the SoundCloud, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm making my own private puppet show for the cockroaches <laughs> up in here. Um, I'm doing ballet where I cannot be seen. We're we're sleeping on mattresses of all sizes, <laughs> <laughs> queens, kings, singles, doubles, twins. We've got so many different beds up in here. Come over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
if for no other reason, go so that you can understand like the full social situation that classical music is in and go with a keen eye because it is a good chance to observe how like the money is, you know, fucking moved around and you can really be at the center of a lot of weird money moves that New York does. Like Lincoln Center is like a big host to the city all the time. And like, like you can go because it plays into the real world, but not in the way that you think, (laughs) like not in the way where like you're going to get a real job. But or like the way that you're gonna really like make a difference, like for who? Like the best possible outcome is that you you make some rich guy's little kid just like you, <laughs> which like I don't know. I'm glad I went. Yeah, that's some weird shit that I've been thinking about lately too. Is like I think. I think I am happy that I went. Cause I feel like, like I would have always still thought of... Because being here is like, this is it for you, America, you know? Like New York City, yeah. classical music. No, like I have... I have like a... We both have like a very specific, unique knowledge of some shit that really mattered to us at one point, And we got to see like what it really looked like in, in like action we got to see like what the quote-unquote like best of the best was and it sucked it sucked and that's an important like or at least that's been an important lesson for me is that like i'm not wondering anymore yeah yeah that's what that's what i kind of feel like too where it's just like well at least i'm not duped by that yeah i could have been like a whole life wondering from afar like what what people who like really like music or like what it's like to really live in a city where people yeah respect and like classical music like thoughts i legitimately remember having yeah like why i wanted to move to new york was because like i hated the phoenix symphony who like only played john williams and like never any new music and like it's real it's a, it, i mean like it's a, it's like a real dis- disillusionment that's healthy if you if you Treat actually it as such. yeah it, which can be healthy if you know it as uh, and you know what you're going into it could actually be really interesting i think yeah. you could feel kind of like an undercover person like in all the amongst all the brainwashed people um but don't invest your heart and soul into a place yeah <laughs> um, no that was something i always especially that place told myself uh, was cool. That's kind of how I how I came to terms with the fact that I went to Juilliard after the fact was like I'm the kind of person that I feel like would always like I have a very like grass is always greener on the other side kind of mentality um, and always feel like if I had gone to um, I don't know some music school that didn't have like as like super high intense like reputation i like people were still required to be normal people yeah like like, where people didn't get get like let off the hook because they're like genius artists or whatever um people actually still have to deal with their problems and be musicians at the same time yeah and understand the real world 
Like I, 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 I legitimately think if I had gone to a school that was more like, like an actual university with people in varying areas of interest and like lots of different ideas and thoughts going around in lots of different fields, like I might've gone through the four years there and kind of hated it and been like wondering what it have been like, what would it have been like if I had gone to Juilliard and that like maybe at Juilliard people would have really taken shit as seriously as I did. Like that was a big thing that I realized after graduating is that like, what if when I graduated, I like wanted to go to Juilliard for a master's degree. Right. Like I met people who were coming in my last year for their master's degree who were like, yeah, I did like four years at Cleveland, but just like people don't take it seriously enough there. And that's why I'm coming to Juilliard is because people, I feel like this will be the place where you. Yep. They take it seriously here. (laughs) They sure do. Uh, And I just like, I just felt bad for, at least they only have to do it for like two years or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely probably would have been a person who, uh, who like regretted not going and not knowing what it was like and not doing that. Um, so for whatever that's worth, uh, I'm not sure it's worth spending four years and however many fucking thousands of dollars that shit is, but, uh, never. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Just, Please, just, just. unless you got some big plan, <laughs> unless you're and gonna, you know all this, unless you're literally gonna you don't unless, like all this, <laughs> unless this is literally this has been common knowledge to you for years. Right. You are like <laughs> the boy genius yeah. of classical so music the, who's about yeah. to take it down from the inside. Yeah. Please, <laughs> then go forth and do wonders. But uh, <laughs> if if you're like me, uh, just take care of yourself. Don't, Take care don't of yourself. fucking do this to yourself if you uh if you don't if, if you if <laughs> fuck <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. It's okay, man. Do you have the uh do you have the rest of that opening track? Can we play can we play that out? This one's for all of our battle warriors. Yeah. Those we'll, that just we'll, keep going forward. We'll tack it on in, in post. And, and uh we we're still out here fighting the fight. We don't know what what I feel like we're fighting for ourselves right now, trying to record ourselves, trying to get more involved in our own projects and shit, Mm -hmm. trying to make an outlet for that more easy for all of us. We got a group SoundCloud now. We got like six SoundClouds up in here. Shout out to Dead Air Records. Dead Air Records with an H and an E and an I and an R. Dead Air. Unless did you you? get it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, like a dead bunny. Like a dead. <laughs> different. <laughs> I know. Um, I went to college. Uh, Fucking. Uh, listen for more. If you're curious about more insider Juilliard experiences, listen to uh, go on to Dead Air Records and listen to this track that Leo made. <laughs> word that just i dropped, played keys on dropped an inaugural track humans yeah, versus computers humans versus computers there's more and there will probably be more because it's just a part of us and when we're making these like kind of documentary pieces yeah 
Juilliard's go. still figuring very strongly in my psyche in ways I will Especially not Especially when we make for, music, because yeah. it's like you got to wrestle against all that, or at least yeah. we try to. It's weird to know? improvise with like a Juilliard-trained background. I, I think We've about We've talked it all about the this time. on another podcast with the lowering the bar, but like so much of what we do is because of what we experienced. And I, 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 I feel bad in saying that because I don't want my experience with Juilliard to have shaped like my myself that much, I suppose. But like a lot of the music that we do is the reasons why we do it is because it's like kind of the opposite aesthetic. <laughs> it's like like or it's just it's music that has been through the whole system and yeah. doesn't fucking care <laughs> it doesn't fucking like i don't know i like our music i'll say it right here and i never <laughs> i never compliment the boy the boy but being this, you this, no <laughs> you you your uh-uh. new track your new track humans versus computers you heard it you heard it here first and there will be many more and we're never going to stop and if you think we're going to stop. DJ Cal. <laughs> Sean channeling DJ Big Vane up in here. Getting hyped oh, up. Yeah. Um, um, go right. go listen to DJ Big Vane also. And listen to Christopher Lee and Charlemagne. We're going yeah, to close gonna play with this them. one out. Power to all y'all out there. Yep. Keep liking music if you like it. Just don't don't fool yourself if <laughs> if you're trying to. <laughs> Keep your wits about you. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter.